0: I think you sound a little bit mildly mysterious and like that you are cultured and well travelled.
1: <laughs> cultured, America. What?
0: <laughs> not cast. Yeah, I know. I, 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 um, I think people just need to be a bit more relaxed. That's a general statement for the planet. <laughs> Not just for Christians. Everyone, just chill out.
1: Yes, I need some more of that as well.
0: Yeah, I think we all do. I think we all do. So, Megan, where are you? Tell us Tell us where you are at this, this current point.
1: I am currently in Cornwall, England. To be specific, I've just got out of my quarantine, having returned from a little... Um, little little trip to Albania just to sort out my residency permission and start some training with my team for next year. So yes, in Cornwall at the moment.
0: Cool, cool. Um, so how how long have you been out of quarantine for?
1: Four days today, Wednesday.
0: Four uh, days. Yeah, I think so. Four days. That's. I mean, it's a it's a long old time, isn't it? Because I guess that you had to quarantine when you got to Albania as well. Or do you, was that were all the restrictions not like that
1: no they don't have any quarantine rules um on base we're playing it careful and so but it's very small it's only a 5 day thing and you as long as you're wearing a mask in public spaces you're okay and you have to eat sure. separately from everyone but i mean that was quite nice for me cuz it was really busy <laughs> so i just i just kept to myself really
0: uh i guess we've known each other for a little while now um yeah was it four years five years four years
1: somewhere somewhere along there yeah
0: so i knew you before you started doing missionary things but then all of a sudden all of a sudden like overnight you became missionary megan no I (laughs)
1: like like
0: (laughs) like some kind of it's like a superhero like you got uh like attacked by a radioactive missionary got bitten and got missionary powers yeah i mean i don't think marvel will kind of be happy with that addition to the cinematic universe
1: I don't know. Sounds, it sounds like the courageous equivalent, doesn't it? Of, of
0: <laughs> or am I just trying to make Christianity cool? Um... <laughs> oh dear, I know. <laughs> so, what changed?
1: Do you know? I've been you know, I've been thinking about this quite a lot this year because I remember, I remember the day. I remember exactly where I was when I, I kind of t- I think I took my shoes off actually as I was praying and I was like, okay. If you want to send me, you can. Like I remember praying that. Mm. It was um when the the rooted life group with the Baptist Church was um was was still up and running and we I don't know it's the end of a really good session and it was through that that time and in that evening that I prayed, yeah, you know, if you want to send me, then you can. And then I think it must have been a year or two later he did what I asked him. So, yeah, <laughs> careful, careful
0: what you pray for. <laughs> do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I completely and utterly agree with you there. You, you, I think, one the dangerous phrase is, "Lord, what do you want of me?" When you mean it, when you absolutely mean it,
1: to follow through with it.
0: So, I mean, there's something that's been on my mind recently, and you you are the first to kind of hear what's on my mind. But this leads into asking you a question: is I, I, I re- I'm feeling an impression of. Thinking about practical Christianity because I think there's I think a lot of the time we we're very good at being I don't it, it, this isn't a good way of putting it but we're good at being theoretical Christians you know we got we got the theology down or we've got the the way of thinking down or anything like that. but you know but uh, the, the real life is real life and the Bible isn't just a, a set of ideas that we can argue about on a Sunday or on over Facebook so how do you how would you say that or you felt that god spoke to you about being a missionary what what practically happened
1: oh good question i mean to begin with it was all through opportunity like i had the opportunity to go on a short-term trip and to see the reality like i when i was doing my internship with with the church like that was how it all began and I said, I just want to see the kind of behind-the-scenes mission stuff, the stuff that you mm. don't necessarily see on Instagram that there aren't memes about. I just want to get to the nitty-gritty <laughs> because if I'm going to commit to this, then, then that's going to be my lifestyle. And so it was through Opportunity. Um, so I went out for six weeks the first time. and When was that? Oh, it was about six weeks before Christmas in maybe 2018 probably 2018
0: that sounds about right yeah
1: and I, I really struggled with it we my parents were missionaries for a short while when I was little and I really didn't enjoy the experience I might be adventurous but I've, I've always struggled with fear and so my first couple of weeks out there was so difficult and I was homesick and was really struggling with language and culture um, but then by the end of it like again I don't really know what happened But by the end of it I could see no reason to return to England and I really struggled mm. to leave and I mean I came back from a a poor area into <laughs> flying into London a few days before Christmas so it was it was a real shock um <laughs> but yeah God God spoke through opportunity and through connections and while I was over there as well um just in some of the work I was doing I I connected with YRAM the organization I'm with now and that just that just all kind of sparked the I was going to say, sparked the ball rolling, just to combine those (laughs) things. Um, Yeah. And I mean, God had had put me in a place to to prepare me for that. I mean, my work as an instructor and working with kids and working with teams and having grown up in the church, I'm not sure that set me up well or not, but it meant I had Mm -hmm. all this exposure to different ministries and had this experience for someone quite young still, so... I could just I could just see see his hand in the timing of it all and his preparation in it all. The way
0: it looks to me is that you went over there and obviously there was the culture shock and all that kind of stuff you just said. But God actually melted you to what was going on there like you like a, that old Christian ease phrase of God melting your heart that you you know you started understanding and you started appreciating and connecting. And it feels like a little bit like a stone melting as it were. Not that I'm calling you hard or were hard or anything like that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Does that? Does that? That's what it looks like to me. Is that while while you're exposed to it, God was kind of saying, "Hey, this is what's going on, and this is how I want you to feel about it."
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know because <laughs> to, I didn't really see the change that happened in myself until after I was back in the UK. Um, and I spent time with people, yeah. and they said, yeah, you really seem to have been affected by this. And it's only now when, like, as my friends get married and they talk about what it's like to fall in love, that that's kind of what happened when I was over there, of I couldn't stop thinking about this nation, couldn't stop thinking about the kids I'd been working with, the people, all I wanted to do was pray for them to, to be there. Like, my heart was over there. And that was really, really shocking for me. Um, like, I, I really struggled like growing up not really I'm not really having passion for anything like I can do mm. things but I never really knew what I wanted to do I didn't really know what my passion was and then I got there and it it really took me by surprise and that's actually one of the the first things God God spoke to me when I got back to England um I just had this phrase going around in my head in Albanian didn't know what it meant at the time um but when I translated it it was no your passion won't die and cuz that had been a concern of mine cuz from the first trip to when I then committed to go out for six months rather than six weeks, um, I was really afraid that I'd kind of fall out of love with it. Um, that that I would forget about the experience. I'd forget the reason that I wanted to go back or wanted to stay in the first place. Um, but yeah, he said, he, he said no, no, your passion won't die.
0: Like,
1: Okay, cool. Got a passion now.
0: Great. That's that's really cool. Uh, uh, do you know I mean? From... Watching myself and watching others actually In, in that mode like you, From that initial Lord what do you want And it, it It wasn't instant at all was it It wasn't like you go Lord what do you want And God was like, well Magan to Albania with you You know it, it it doesn't sound like And it wasn't for me either For when, when I said Lord what do you want of me You know there's, there's like This time period of, of change Because I mean yeah God can do things miraculously, miraculously. Mm. It's almost it's almost like like you were saying you were uh, like a, afraid or you, you were concerned that you might lose the passion. It's like those initial six weeks of God was like embedding in you. You know, about building up. It's like you don't you don't just throw up a wall, you know, you have to kind of lay a brick on brick, you have to put cement between the bricks, you have to build layer upon layer, you know?
1: I think that's a, a huge demonstration of his kindness as well. Like I hate surprises of all time, <laughs> and so cancel the party if if god had said like if i felt him say immediately like this is what you're going to be doing or if he'd given me a glimpse into what my life would look like what three years from then two years from then i would have turned around and said absolutely not something smaller um and it that's yeah it, it took crazy. me by surprise but i think that's so cool that he he kind of just spoke this so gently and so kindly, and like I said earlier, he he had me in all the places that I needed to be to to build me up and to strengthen me and prepare me for for what was to come. So
0: <laughs> it's almost like he loves you that much that he knows how you'd react to stuff, yes. isn't it? Yeah, it's um... some.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure there are some people that are obedient and and courageous enough that all he would have to do is speak once and they go. <laughs> but I'm I wasn't. At that stage yet. I don't know if I'm at that stage now. It's not, not with something that big. I don't know.
0: He's so gracious. He's so kind. From a missionary's perspective, you want to be very selfless and go, I'm following what God wants to do. And I'm not trying to mock at all. That, you know, I, w- I want to be selfless in this. I want to serve God. I want to move and do what God wants me to do. But, do you know, and this is something that I've, I'm have i seeing a lot of recently, is that the more that we try to outgive God... God's like, uh-uh, no, I'm going to give more, you know. And it's like you gave yourself to God and actually what he's done, he's he's changed you. He's changing your heart and changing your desires and and to a certain extent, your personality.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: I say not not completely, not completely because, you know, we are who we are. We are we are who God has made us. But, you know, God is is is, is taking you on that journey and is taking you into that place. And it's it's really cool to watch how not not just what you're doing and the work that you're doing which is important but it's actually god's doing something in you too yeah you know being a missionary is not just about you doing mission it's about it's about god going well, as i say going on that journey with god in your own in your own way
1: yeah i think that's that's something huge that i've learned since since joining ywam is the the partnership with god and it's something that um I traveled around a bit for a couple of months in my first visit and lots of the missionaries there said, oh, yeah, you're here for outreach, but you're not necessarily going to change the lives of these people, but you watch how they change yours. Yeah. And just that exposure and like you're in such an extreme environment and that's not necessarily physically extreme, but as in emotionally and culturally is probably the biggest one. And so, of course, of course, it has an impact on you. You're constantly asking for grace and patience and kindness. And like you, yeah, I like that because I don't have a choice but to depend on God. Whereas for me here in my safe environment, it's quite easy to get through a day without needing him because I'm not in in a weird thing. I'm not being followed down the street or I'm not trying to understand a language or trying to have grace for a culture
0: you know you went out there initially for those uh, you said 6 weeks yeah yeah and now it's become your life at this point yeah and that that is uh, that i it it just it, it i i i commend absolutely 100% i think it's brilliant because you haven't just kind of gone hey here's my little bit and now i'm off to do my thing you're kind of still going, God, what?
1: Yeah, um, and it's difficult because I'm constantly doing that. Like, especially at the moment this year, I've been in England as long as I've been in Albania. I think at this stage, um, but there is there is that awareness, and I keep like people come and they visit base and they say, "Oh, how long are you here for?" And I'm like, "Well, until until I feel that the Lord has said." that's enough or how about here or go to a different place. But actually I'm aware that that might only be two years. It might be three years. It might be 10. I don't know. Um, but it also might be like, might be sooner than I'm expecting. And I, I don't know. It's like, I haven't put the limit on it, but I'm very aware that, that, I mean, obviously God's got a plan and he has a little map of where he's moving the Megan pin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but that's I, genuinely that's that's the attitude that I think that God wants us all to have. Not this is my plan. Although I mean, okay, I know that is it Proverbs or Psalms that says you know, um, man has a plan, but God directs the steps. You know. Yes. And I I think maybe we need to kind of be less about um, just less about plans. I mean, I, I'm I'm I get lots of hate mail now. I'm not one for strategies and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't it doesn't do me. I think it's such a Christian buzzword. That a lot of people don't quite fully understand. Maybe I'm not appreciating it. Maybe, maybe not. But when people want to say, "Hey, here's the strategy," rather than "Why don't you pray about it," <laughs> I get a little bit knocked off with that.
1: Yeah, it's difficult, but I suppose we have to we have to trust that they've done that. Like you have to trust that they have taken it before the Lord in prayer already, haven't you?
0: And uh, yeah, I, I that I I can appreciate that. However, why wouldn't you want me to do that?
1: Yeah, that's true. See my my that's... efficient and logical brain
0: is like oh it just saves time you know if one person does it. You <laughs> see now I get I see I I again totally appreciate that, and I think that's I I mean that's it's just a personal thing for me like when because I was on something called Pays, which is very similar to Swim back in the day, and it what was really funny is like I remember halfway through our training our initial training, some uh somebody says okay so now you're going to go and prepare um an assembly on this topic for example as, as, a, as, an, as an exercise and this one guy went are you not just going to give us a book and they're like uh, no you have to go and seek God yourself about it yeah. and and I knew Pace so I knew that that was the way that things work but I always find it really really strange when people are kind of like okay we're going to seek God, here's a book to tell us what to do I mean not the Bible, obviously Bible word of God, we're good with that I'm, I'm really good with that but I, I, yeah, I just struggle with that whole, hey, here's here's what God's saying. It's like, no, there's the Bible. We have to seek out what God's saying. We've got to work it out with fear and trembling, not listen to Nigel, who's just written 19 books. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I'm i being very, very facetious, but I, I see a lot of people following other people rather than praying, Lord, what do you want me to do?
1: I mean, it's the easy option, isn't it? Because Yeah. If someone else has told you to do something, then you can easily kind of fall back on that and say, oh, it's clear as day, they told me. um, Or people advise this, that, and the other. But actually, when it's God, you've got... And if you've sought him by yourself, then often it's the whole, yeah, I believe the Lord was saying this. It didn't necessarily work out the way I imagined. But then there's there's no safety net in that, is there? And that is... I mean, no. that's faith, isn't it? But, But it's... I think it's really humbling to always be going back to God and it's a, I don't know, it's beautiful when someone has done the same thing repeatedly and yet they'll still take it to the Lord and and wait and have expectation that he's going to do something. And you might say, yeah, use the strategy you did a year and a half ago, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that I, th- I think that's totally valid. It's just that whole, that initial, like, I'm going to seek God for this. Yeah. You know? And I think that, for me, that's it's a, it's a principle that uh, I desire sacrifice no I desire obedience, Oh dear I'm mm. misquoting the Bible um I desire, and I, to me that that's a very very simple principle of like the sacrifice is there you go walk away because i've 've de- I've dealt with it I don't need to think about it I don't need to do with it, but obedience is continual Lord what do you want me to do Lord what do you want me to do Lord what do you want me to do it's that it's it's like a an every second faith rather than a boom there it is what does a usual day look like uh on base at base, on base in
1: base uh it depends on the time of year do you want do you want the busy season or the off no it's not an off season but it's a
0: a, a mix of both why not okay. why not so just tell us about your lifestyle
1: so for the first six months of the year um we're we're running a, a school it's a discipleship training school and that is an absolutely crazy time and it's super super busy so um I am one of the morning people on base so often I have the wonderful responsibility of preparing breakfast for everybody, which I love because it gets my work, my practical work over and done with. Um, So that's pretty early and then we the first hour of the day would be split into either worship time, prayer time or Bible reading. Then Mm. we'd have three hours of lectures or class time. That's not just sitting there, it's pretty interactive usually. And then Depending on our students and the size of the school and the age range, we either take a few hours off in the afternoon or a few hours off in the evening. And then that time is used for practical jobs. It's used for evangelism or different ministries or preparation for the ministries. Um, And then we we also have longer periods of worship and prayer in the evenings as well, which is my favourite time of day. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but... Like we we often do 45 minute worship sessions in the morning. But it just What? It just doesn't What? What? It's great. <laughs> but it doesn't like maybe I don't know, I just I like the dark. There's something really peaceful to me about the dark. Um and so when we're doing worship sessions in the evening, they're more like an hour and a half, even two, whatever. Wow. And I just I just love them because the more time I have, the easier I find to I don't want to say get into it. But it, like it,
0: it's focus, isn't it? It's just focus. Yeah,
1: I suppose so. I can I can I prepare myself better for it and also I'm like this with my quiet times as well. If I have like an hour or two, I won't fill that time constantly like with reading or prayer or really holy activities. But <laughs> um I like it I like having it open-ended because then I feel like if God starts to to speak or to to do some things for lack of a better phrase. I'm not then limited to twenty minutes. Speak now, or don't say anything for the rest of the day. Like I, I really like my extended times. So that's that's in our busy season. Yeah. Um, and it's great. We do so much gardening on base as well because everyone just seems to love the fellowship that we find in the garden. Like we can have really, yeah. um, really important chats. Really great fellowship, and it's not too like it's not too exhausting. And then in the in the quieter season, it's when we focus on hosting a lot of teams. And so breakfast is a little bit later, which is wonderful. But then we are working with the teams and taking them to churches and connecting. And we go out with them um, for evangelism as well. So that um, when they connect with people, the long termers are actually there to kind of keep those relationships going and to build on them and to work with them. Mm. Um, but it's, it's going under a bit of, or well, I think we're going through a bit of a transition with our ministries at the moment. And since COVID became a thing, we haven't been able to do any of the ministries we normally do. Because um, from January last year, foreigners were pretty much barred from going into places. So we couldn't go into the schools, and we uh. used to do a lot of classes in the schools. Couldn't go into the prisons, couldn't go into the... We went to... I don't know what the correct term for it is. It is both both an orphanage and a school um, for people with learning difficulties. Um Right and and physical disabilities, um, and that was my favorite. So I really I really missed that. And so it's it's all just evangelism based at the moment, which is fine. Like it's great, but it's it's difficult. Evangelism is hard. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then in the afternoons as well, we have we have a bit more time off in in this half of the year, and that is dedicated to. Um, training for our team because we normally get our new staff in in about October. So we spend quite a lot of time investing into our um, community, like our base community. Um, and then language. Everyone's like, learn the language in this in this time. Because you can't when we have school going, when DTS is running. It's just crazy. You don't have enough time. So.
0: so, yeah. You know, you'd think, you know, you'd wake up in the morning and it'd be evangelism from nine until... 9 at night.
1: <laughs> and it's you know, and it's, it's interesting to hear
0: that actually you're you it's like you guys are actually human.
1: <laughs> it's and, a beautiful thing. I Yeah, it's a compl- it's a different way of doing doing mission or so our our base is a training base. Like I'm there yeah. because A, I want to be trained more and B, I love training other people. And so our base actually like I I joined this space for this purpose of of training of quite intense discipleship for for chunks of months whereas the other the other teams in Albania are are just ministry focused so they are partnered with churches so it's like um what Marcus does or Abby does for the Baptist church at the moment it's that's what they do but for churches in Albania like yeah so it's yeah, I mean, you have all these options. I I've chosen the location that I I love. Like I love teaching. I love, I love training, and I get the chance to do yeah. that.
0: Yes, yes, because I it's it's one of those things again. Like when you know when I said like God, you can't give the giver. Like you when you are teaching when you're training. You seem to learn more that's that's always been yeah. the case with me, yeah, absolutely. I always seem to be challenged more or grown more stretched more when i've been teaching more so than when I've been doing mm. maybe i don't I don't think it's a good way of putting it, but oh it that, brings
1: yeah. yeah yeah, when I prepare for for a session, I seem to take at least three times the amount of time that it's that I'm going to be <laughs> delivering it to to prepare for it. Um, well,
0: that's that. That's right. That's that's how it should be.
1: And oh my goodness, the conviction that comes because I've I've it's been challenging me this year. Of when I teach, yes, I share my opinion, but ultimately it's for them to go and take to God and take to the scriptures yeah. and to find out for themselves. But not everyone does that, and so yeah. I'm becoming a lot more careful with with my word choice, with my language, because like I, I didn't do that for such a long time it's only in the last year or so that I've actually not blindly listened to people and I'm just I'm it's yeah, yeah. I can understand now why there is so much like there's oh I, I mean I understand the stress but I understand that there's such a like a high level of responsibility when you're teaching and yeah and of judgment and you've got to be so careful but then I love it so it's it's a weird it's a weird one <laughs>
0: I mean it's it's the same with everything isn't it like with um with mission work with pastoring with with anything that God's called you to I genuinely believe that you shouldn't really be doing it unless God has really called you to do it genuinely don't because because it, it's has it been easy megan doing mission work oh, and doing
1: it's been the hardest two years of my life
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean I did youth leadering. it was it was never never easy never never ever 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 and it's why would you do it if you didn't have god's calling or strength in it yeah absolutely why why would you possibly do it would you say that everyone should be then megan
1: i think well (laughs) overseas nah because if everyone goes overseas there's no one left um I think everyone is already to some degree or to some extent like yes yes I mean, that's
0: the right answer <laughs> not that I'm not, not the that I'm you were looking um, for. Not, not that I'm in in authority over in anything in, but no I I, I completely agree yeah. completely, and you
1: can't you can't agree. not be like if, you're, if you're if you're in love with Jesus then it's in theory it's yeah. changed your life and your life is going to look different to that of those around you unless you're only ever in a church
0: was Unless you're not doing it right. <laughs>
1: so it's like, yeah. So how can you not be? And I mean, I, I I wish there were more people. My team, we need some staff if anyone wants to come visit. Um. But it's like my my life is is similar to that of when I was interning at the church. I'm now just doing it in a different country, yeah. in a different language, in a different culture. And sometimes the idea of coming back and and picking up where I left off in England, oh, it's so nice. It's such a Ooh, it's such a temptation, but they're like i'm sorry, I don't know how big our church is, but there are enough there are enough people so i don't like i don't I'm not following the need, but yeah like there's there's five of us on base, seven maybe I don't even know there's there's less than ten there's a handful of people from my area, my area that's got five mosques and thousands and thousands of lost wow. people.
0: And i just yeah, yeah, 'cause it's it's it it, it can look and and again i don't wanna sound disrespectful to anyone in in any situation, but it can look very um or sound a bit glamorous, you know, like I'm on mission to a foreign country, you know it's got it's got a little bit of of yeah. prestige about it and and again that's no disrespect to anyone, but it's 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 but you are absolutely right that the same the same God who has called you to do that is absolutely calling us to be mission, be yeah. be missionaries. Yeah, yeah. Where we are, and okay, maybe you're doing that as a, you know, that, that's pretty much what you're living and breathing at the moment, you know. But and some of us are bumming around trying to look for jobs, <laughs> but we are, well, all of us are in that kind of missional, or should be in that missional mindset. Yeah. And that's a bit scary when you kind of go when you, and you're right, like you're saying, you got like as you say five on base, and there's possibly a hundred people in our church. Are we taking every opportunity to be as missional as possible?
1: Yeah, it's
0: that got heavy. Everyone, yeah, at home. yeah, it
1: did. That's challenging. I mean, it was it it's challenging, challenging for me because like in my in my I I love the young people that we have in our church. I I absolutely love it, and yet there is this this need for young women to come along and disciple them. And I'm like, Well Yeah. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they?
0: Which is unusual actually.
1: Yeah, I know. Normally there's young women it, there very everywhere. Very strange. It, it's so, the, the temptation is there for me because it's in my language and because I already have friendships with them. Yeah. yeah. And because it's already a ministry that is set up and solid. And I mean, I'm not much of a pioneer. I found myself in a pioneering environment, but for me, pioneering is, is incredibly scary. And so I love it when someone else has set it all up and I can just tag along and then I, I, like, I find my way into that And so it's...
0: TomCast! That's the, the, the serious bit over. Now I've got the TomCast quickfire questions for you. Oh dear. Okay, here we go. What's your favourite food?
1: Variety is spice alive. life.
0: Uh, so you don't have a favourite food? I,
1: no, I don't think I do because whatever I eat I get bored of if I've eaten it for like three days in a row.
0: Oh, okay, cool. That's fine. Even Pizza?
1: I well, pizza was the first one to come to mind, but there's only so many toppings you can have on a pizza.
0: What is an inspirational Bible verse here?
1: Well, at the moment, it's
0: yeah, it's, want, yeah. it's
1: John three sixteen. Just because I've been looking into the the original words, um, so instead of "for God so loved the world," it's like "for God so loved the cosmos," and so I just love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I that's just, cool. I just love, and I'm trying to process it, but my brain doesn't seem big enough to handle. That God didn't just send Jesus for mankind, but sent him for creation too. And I think that is beautiful.
0: Do you know, I suppose that makes sense with that scripture from Romans, where it says about the creation's eagerly groaning, eagerly yes. waiting. Yes, for... absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah.
1: And that it's crying oh. out. I just I just love it.
0: Favourite worship song and or hymn?
1: Oh, that's difficult. Uh... I'll go for hymn. Rock of Ages is my favourite hymn. Just because I like... I like hiding. When I'm hiding, I feel safe. And I love That's the true. idea that I can hide in plain sight in Jesus. I mean, yeah.
0: uh, morning person or night owl?
1: Whatever I'm in the routine of. Oh, really? So yeah. you,
0: can, you can flip?
1: Yeah. At the moment, I'm a night person just because all of my stuff happens in the afternoons. And I've got friends in the States who I'm working with yeah. quite a lot. And so... By waking up later, I'm probably I'm actually working in the wrong time zone. Like I, I'm my body seems to think <laughs> it's in America. So,
0: what is the best accent? Mine. <laughs> what is your accent?
1: Neutral.
0: <laughs> you you don't have a neutral accent.
1: I do have a neutral accent. I'm not. Okay, I don't sound t- dev- s- I don't sound like a Southern English person. No, to be fair, no, that's true. I have picked up quite a lot of Americanisms. In I was going to say, there's,
0: there's, a, there's an occasional twang. <laughs> I think you sound a little bit mildly mysterious and like that you are cultured and well-travelled.
1: <laughs> cultured? America? What?
0: What is your earliest memory?
1: Mm. I can't remember. It was probably a holiday or definitely like going to somewhere. <laughs> That's nice and vague for you, isn't it?
0: That was incredibly vague.
1: Um, how old are we when we start school? About four, aren't we?
0: Something like that. Well, I
1: remember remember going to school. What did I do before school?
0: You walked to school.
1: (laughs) Yeah, did lots of that. What did I do at three? Uh, mm, It was probably going to school when I was little. I hated it.
0: Okay, what is the best Christmas selection, Tub?
1: Um, Heroes.
0: Finally, somebody answered the question. Nobody's been able to answer that.
1: I'm just Cadbury's through, like, and through. Cadbury's the best. Plus... That was what, what got me what through celebrations though. No, the only thing I like in celebrations are the Maltese ones.
0: Yeah, and they do have bounties which are the worst. wrong. Bounties are wrong. Uh, what is the most pointless piece of technology?
1: Wireless headphones. Oh really? Yeah, what happens if you're cleaning and one drops into the toilet? Like the wire is there to stop you <laughs> losing them. <laughs> I walk around and I see like single airpods on the floor and I'm like, okay, you've you've lost one. That's how many pounds? Dollars? Lek? Whatever currency
0: I know, I kinda of gone down the route as well. No, don't like and I They are really handy. I
1: lost mine, so I just I'm I'm a no oh, for wireless headphones.
0: Fair enough. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh what is the best apart from the Bible, what is the best Christian book you've read?
1: That's really hard.
0: I've read a lot of tat at the moment, like an absolute load of tat.
1: Ooh Oh, see, I've read, I've spent so much time reading this year. Um, all my, like, the main focus of my reading this year was on The Spiritual Gift, and that's been fantastic. And That's cool. But at the moment, so, I mean, the one I'm reading at the moment is called uh, The Jesus Journey. It's all about the human, humanity of Jesus, and it's, it's just, it's, I love it. It's so great. It's so funny. Like, Jesus having a sense of humour. Do we think he got into trouble when he was a kid? I just, I've never, uh, that I've never really thought of Jesus as a man. Like, that might sound really silly, but, um, you know what? Oh, do you
0: mean, like, in physical body? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I always thought, oh, yeah, okay. I know he's fully God, I know he's fully man, but when I pray, I want to be more like Jesus. I only recently understood that what I meant by that is I want to be less human, whereas now oh. I'm understanding that, this is, this is a favourite quote from the course I'm doing at the moment, so far is that becoming more like jesus doesn't mean i'm becoming less human and so i learning about jesus the human is is just so beautiful it's so cool and that's as that's as godlike as we can get without yeah. but becoming godlike is quite a weird thing because yes i want to be like jesus but he, i don't want to become godlike that's is that how no, no, I know, I know, I know. What you you mean. It's not, what I mean. Not, not, mean. I don't want to you're be not, God.
0: No, you're not, you don't want to be deified. I that's yes. not. That's not where you are. It's like you want the attributes of God. Because yes. you're made in the image of God, so you want to keep reflecting that. Yes. And last question on the quickfire questions, Lennon or McCartney?
1: Oh, I don't listen to either. I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. What? I don't even know who you're talking about. Are they chocolates? <laughs> Kidding.
0: Get out <laughs> Get absolutely out. They
1: could be like Christmas brandies for all I know. Oh my
0: goodness. Sound too young. Oh. Do you know no 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 that's not acceptable <laughs> that's absolutely not acceptable.
1: It's John right. John Lennon and Paul McCartney, right?
0: It yes, it and is. She, yes.
1: I know they're musicians, but I'm I'm I wouldn't be able to tell you i like yellow submarine.
0: Alright, the answer's McCartney. There we go, that's fine. <laughs> That was an extrapolation. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on.